Hey there, Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And something I wanted to let you know about is a brand new podcast, a podcast that I was lucky enough to be guest number one. It is called Resilient Real Estate Investing. Do me a favor, go check it out. Just in the last couple of weeks, not only has my episode aired, but you heard from a syndicator who spent eight years in prison. You've heard from a movie theater operator who has had their side hustle produce 20 properties. Future episodes will record around the Roofstock head coach, a college student evaluating properties, and of course, an army recruiter who discovered private money. Again, do me a favor, check out Resilient Real Estate Investing. On with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. It is the Three Amigos. This is an episode that, uh, or a series that I often call my ab workout because we really do enjoy each other and have a lot of fun. Uh, Matt, how you doing? I'm doing super awesome. And if you're wondering why no hat today, it's because I had to go to a meeting. I had to wash myself. So <laughs> yeah. so it was a cold water hose just outside by the car? Yeah. yeah I mean, well, it was actually, we had somebody drive by really fast with my work truck and just hit the puddle. Hit me with the puddle. <laughs> hit a puddle. There you go. There you go. Hey, that counts. That's that's water. Uh, awesome. Dion, how are you? Is it uh, Saturday morning for you? Uh, yeah, every day is Saturday, hungover from Friday night. And I think <laughs> Matt and I almost always put exactly the same amount of attention into our hair. <laughs> True. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Just with me, you can tell that I didn't spend any time. <laughs> oh, yes. The ab workout has started already. I appreciate it. Hey, guys, uh, I sent you a video from Graham Stephan. Uh, wow. Graham Stephan is someone we've all watched. Uh, I think we've all said that we love some of his older yeah. uh, kind of back to the roots stuff. So he put out one that I considered kind of the OG Graham. And uh, this was, you know, how to be a millionaire in uh, 10 years, starting from zero. Uh, I believe this is something all three of us have done, right? Dion, in your case, you didn't go from zero. You went from negative 89 to a millionaire in, in less than 10 years. Matt, uh, you did the same uh, as did I. So I thought we should just talk about, A, what we liked, what we saw, and then if we were asked how to do it. And um, I think we'll go around kind of one at a time. We'll just start step one, step two, step three, because I I think all of our steps may be in different orders, sure. um, but I think this will give people value because again, going from zero to a millionaire in 10 years is absolutely possible. Mm-hmm. All three of us have done it as has Graham. Uh, and there's hundreds, if not thousands of ways to get there. So uh, Matt, we'll go to you first. What's what's the first step in your book? Um, first step in my book, <clears throat> excuse me, easy for me to say. First of all, that was vintage Graham. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. That was absolutely awesome. That is why I started watching his channel. That was why right there. So I think what he did was absolutely fantastic for folks because I think he broke it down in a great way. Mm-hmm. So we had talked a little bit about this kind of off camera, but my big thing is I'm already pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my like it, it's it's tough for me to spend money on myself and, right. and my family. Like we re- it really has to be a thing. And so for me, the budgeting thing is already kind of in place, but I understand most people would start with a budget. But for me, my real first step is looking at what I really love to do that doesn't feel like work. And based on what I love to do that doesn't feel like work, then looking and seeing what are people like that doing that are famous and have made it work financially for them. That's the dream big part. So for me, it's just monetizing my gifts, talents, and abilities and finding other people that do those things and 
have they been really successful? I looked at a couple of careers and I was like, the most successful guy doing this that I've ever heard of makes like 150, 200 grand a year. That was when I was like 18, 19 years old. I was like, hard pass. That's my ceiling. I, I could never do more than that. Right. And so that's kind of my evaluation is something that I love, but something that also, because I love multiple things, but something that also has plenty of upside. I love that. Dion, uh, where did you start? Because again, and when did your journey start? What? So Matt, your journey started at what age would you say your 10-year journey to millionaire status? What When you look at it, what would you say year one was? 12. So 12 to 22. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Dion, what year did you start with this 89K in debt? And uh, what is your first step? I think most of us have a day where we wake up. Exactly. It's, Matt, if it was 12, great. Most of us, it, it's in our 30s or maybe 40s after we've spent a few decades messing everything up. Mm, amen to that. I had made it to 40 without ever having $1,000 in the bank, chasing pensions. Tried the Marine Corps, tried law enforcement, <clears throat> had a couple of failed marriages, Um Pretty much made every financial mistake you can make. The, the thing I thought is that I had always stayed out of bad debt. I, ha I had a mortgage on our house. So that is kind of like Schrodinger's debt. You don't know if it's good or bad until you look at all the details. Yeah. But at 40, single parent with three kids, it's, it's like when I finally realized, like, I need to take charge of my finances. Mm -hmm. And uh, I literally did the opposite of what Graham recommended in his video. And I love Graham. I watch all his stuff in 2017 and 18. I think his content was like one rental at a time, kind of instrumental in me going, maybe not reaching financial freedom, but making that decision of, I should enjoy having yeah. reached financial freedom, yeah. right? I agree. Retiring early, which was something I never planned on doing. Um, the, the, the small issue I have with Graham's video is don't compare year 10 to year one, mm -hmm. right? And his advice was pick a well-diversified stock portfolio and sink all of your money in there until you're a millionaire. And if you're making millions every year and you have the assets to just dump a bunch of money into stocks and be a millionaire, sure. But starting out, it would take a lot more than a million dollars invested in stocks to reach millionaire status in 10 years or less. Yeah. Instead, choosing an asset class that excites you. It could be stocks. It could be real estate. It could be crypto. It could be business. It could be your side hustle. It could be your corporate ladder. You might pick that one job that just the sales path you're taking pays four or $500,000 a year. Go for it. So for me, I'm too lazy to climb the corporate, climb, climb the corporate ladder with the intent of making money. Mm. I climbed the ladder so I would have to do less work because managers do less than employees. The people doing the work every day are like the sergeants that get everything done and the managers sit at their desk. So lazy motivated me for that. I invested in real estate. Mm -hmm. I used house hacking because reducing your expenses makes it a lot easier to retire early. Mm -hmm. So it's not just you need 10 or $20,000 a month coming in, but if you can eliminate your largest expense, you might only need five or $10,000 a month coming in to retire comfortably. Yeah. So I, I've only house hacked twice. I recommend to almost everybody the cheat code to wealth is get on the property ladder with house hacking yeah, and then figure out your investing strategy. Yeah. For me, kind of uh, opposite of Matt, um, I was spending every penny we were making. And, and I should say we were spending every penny we were making. My aha moment started at 30. So like you, I kind of wasted a decade um, doing all the wrong things. Uh, you know, I didn't quite start at zero. We started with 40 grand, just a full disclosure. Uh, but yeah, the journey to millionaire, um, for me, 
was sitting down with pencil and paper and going through our last three months of statements, credit card, bank statements, trying to figure out where the hell the money is going. You never got to 40 with a thousand bucks. I got to 30 with never having a budget. I'm like, charge it, right? Just never thought about it. And um, that was a big deal, right? So we instantly or almost instantly whacked 10%. I, I now call it, if you've watched me for long enough, needs and wants. Mm -hmm. right? Uh, we took care of our needs. We always did. Never sacrificed a need. If Teresa needed something, I, Olivia, it, it, it got done. It, it was never a thought. But man, for 10 years, yeah, there wasn't a want on the board. May, maybe Teresa got a couple of things a year that were, ec that were extra, but Olivia and I, nothing. So what we did almost immediately is we whacked 10%, which became savings, which became the snowball to keep growing because that's that's what we had yeah we had 40 grand but that was three houses we were done right mm -hmm. we couldn't go anywhere else so for me kind of step one it's very interesting matt you were living cheap uh dion you were you know working up the ladder to, to to be lazy and and started house hacking going to your big expense for me it was just where the hell is the money going that was step one for me well i, I was 12 so yeah <laughs> didn't really have many options and really that's truly the honest answer and it's become it, yeah. it's because of you know all of the movies that were coming out when I was a kid, right? Mm -hmm. So it was like- Like, for example. Yeah, here we go. So Secret of My Success, Michael J. Fox, Wall Street, Charlie Sheen. Charlie all Sheen, these, yeah. Right? Street, yeah. Like, these are all pillars of investors. And so if you were, you know, Top Gun and the Maverick concept of doing it, doing it your way. And so I saw my mom struggle. And I was just like, that is not going to be my life. That is not going to be, I'm tired of, I wasn't allowed to stay home alone my mom was a broker. She was a real estate agent. And so I wasn't allowed to stay home alone until I was over 11 years old. Mm. So from when my parents weren't, were separated, basically it was every Saturday I was going for a ride in a car, looking at property. That's why I wanted nothing to do with property. When I was old enough, mm -hmm. I was like, this is stupid. I want nothing to do with it. I've seen enough houses. Exactly. I'd had my fill up to here. Yeah. Uh, and so for me, that's why truly it really was 12. It was, how do I do this? And so for me, that's what became literally multiple side hustles and it was baseball cards and mowing lawns and doing landscaping yeah. anything i could do and because i had to work so hard for that money it was sock it away yeah save it so that, is that step two for you is earn 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 save 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 that's kind of yeah well it was so it was so i i kind of lived two lives it mm -hmm. was like 10 to 20 or 10 to 22 mm -hmm. and then it was okay no matter how much i earn right and no matter how much i save I can't save my way to a million dollars with any level of speed. I can't. Yeah, you, you can get there by 60, but yeah. Right. I have to multiply speed. it. Yeah. I can't just add to it. I have to multiply. So, you're so, just gonna so when did real estate come back then? So real estate came back after I got my butt kicked in the market. Oh, yeah. So I was in the market. Shocking. Been there. Just, just like you. I know how that um, feels. And Cisco. Yep. Same stock. One of them. Um, Worldcom. Yeah. Worldcom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not yeah. Adelphia. But yeah. yeah, but that's when uh, Enron. Yeah. Um, and so got my butt kicked. I could read about, I was really proud of myself. I could read a balance sheet. I just couldn't account for fraud. Yeah, fraud, fraud. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> orange jump shoots for the CEO. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's really what the, so I literally had like two lives like that, which mm -hmm. it was, I was the earn and save, earn and save, earn and save. And then you get a little bit older, then you save, you've taken that money, you put it in the market, you've tried to multiply it. And then I got my butt kicked and I was like, okay, I need to change this strategy. Yeah, because not doing that happened. again. Right. Because we look at it, Mike, and it was like, 
I'll take blame for I made the I made a bad investment yeah. based on fraudulent data. So mm-hmm. I, I I it didn't save me any money. No, <laughs> but I could take a but I could take a little bit of a mulligan saying, okay, the strategy wasn't flawed; it was the companies, but that could get you again. Oh, absolutely. What if it gets you again? That's why I never went back. That's why I didn't go. That's yeah. Very, very tiptoe. Pretty much nothing else. Yeah. And then Dion, where do you go next? What's the second step for you? So the second step is, is kind of like, um, you guys invested in stocks and realized that you can lose everything. And in real estate, you, you know, you have a little bit more control, right. And Uh you can diversify. For me, it was the 2008 housing crash that made real estate seem like a better investment because Mm -hmm. I saw people with pensions, people with a lot of money in stocks, lose it. I saw nobody that I knew, and I have several examples in my life who are buy and hold investors who have renters and tenants. None of them cared. None of them even noticed the housing crash other than, and they use this term often. I was like a kid in a candy store. Yeah. I just went out there and picked up a bunch of properties because rents went up. And then, and then this was reinforced in 2020 during a pandemic, the world shuts down. Your tenants don't have to pay their rent and you can't evict them. But we're going to set aside $46 billion for rent relief and forbearance comes in. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pay your mortgage. So like all of the negatives that we've, that we've spent most of our lives hearing of, of these things could happen and you could lose everything. Mm-hmm. That safety net was there. Yeah. And for me, so it was first that step one was waking up and realizing I need to take charge of my finances. Mm-hmm. Step two was thinking, what's consistent? What do I have control of? And what it can't be taken away due to something outside of my control, like the Marine Corps downsizing or law enforcement downsizing because of a recession. Or if I was going to um, be flipping, that can go away by market timing and interest rates and that kind of stuff. But a buy and hold investment with a tenant in place where I keep my rents at or below area average, I structure the debt in such a way where I can handle rents to go down, which we've never seen Mm -hmm. uh, market wide. We've seen it in local areas. Um, I don't care if prices come down, just like I was thinking, my friends who, my brother and my friends who had rentals and in 2009, 10 and 11, we hope prices go down. Right. Even as the owners of the asset, we hope the prices go down because that's not the metric we use where it's, it's how do you become a millionaire in 10 years or less? It's not actually how I say it. My, my mantra is the average individual can reach financial freedom and make work completely optional in 10 years or less, even if you're not starting from the best position. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean millionaire. Exactly. It means yes. Cash flow. Yeah. Freedom. No, right. You're absolutely right. Uh, I think millionaire is uh, is a catchy title. It probably mm-hmm. spins up the YouTube algorithm somehow. Uh, yeah. I've, and I've, you've heard me say it, right? I don't really, net worth is a bogus number. I want to know about my cash flow exceeds expenses. Uh, absolutely. One area that, uh, that Graham did, I think a wonderful job, you know, kind of, kind of traditional Graham, right? Know your expenses, live below your means, you know, the iced coffee guy, you know, all of that stuff, which I love. Um, he did talk about making more income, yeah. right? And he said, you know, if you can, if it's in you go become a salesperson immediately. I'm like, yep. Check. Right. Mm-hmm. If you can get a job that you're not selling hours, uh, your upside is pretty powerful. Uh, he did. He did take great care to say it's not for everybody, which is true. Uh, Matt and I know some horrible salespeople that should not be in the business. No, no, just bad. Um, but he also kind of highlighted, which I appreciate, and we've talked about it on this channel uh, a couple of times. Is if if you're selling, like you're an accountant, which I was out of school, you know, go be the best accountant you could be during the day, uh, for you know a couple, you know, for a couple years, and then change employers. Right. It is proven mathematically that the person who's job hops, not every month, but every couple of years, 
mm-hmm. uh, you will make more than your peers that stay by yeah. a wide margin. So I thought talking about, um, again, this journey to 10 years from starting from nothing, you, you for most of us, you got to have a job, right? You're, yeah. I, I'm not the entrepreneur. I'm not a baseball player in your bit basketball or anything. So I think it's it was a good acknowledgement on Graham's part, um, kind of the eight to five, bust your ass and then do something extra on the side, which I greatly appreciated. So for me, I, I definitely switched from, you know, being an accountant, making 40 grand a year to a pre-sales, to a sales, to a sales manager, sales leader. And um, that was my journey. So I, I think that was important. Um, the, the one thing that I loved in Graham's story, and I wish he would have used this vocabulary. I don't know if you two caught it, but Graham's kind of in the year two or three. He's an agent. He's making a little bit of money now. He saved it. And he said, I got three rentals in this little area. I'm like, Graham, say buy box. I want to clip that into my videos. Because again, that was a big deal for me, right? I chose a market where the numbers made sense because I tried my backyard and it didn't work. And dude, I looked at, you know, I think I, I had uh, PropStream one time look it up for me. I think I was looking at less than 1% of Fresno, right? When you put all the possibilities together, I was looking at less than 1% of, of market. And I did that for three years. Mm-hmm. That's all I looked at. Um. So again, I love the fact that Graham talked about focus and discipline because I think a lot of investors get that wrong. And we see it in the Facebook groups and on our channels, right? Should I be here? Should I be here? Should I be here? Should I stop? Focus, daily discipline. So I appreciated that, uh, Graham covering that. Uh, We'll go backwards. Dion, what'd you think of that section? So I'm like Matt, Graham's early stuff, binge watched all of it, his last couple of years, what they're reacting to and, and the you know, how to survive on $500 a day in New York or whatever, all those, I don't even watch them. So I don't know what that content is. But when videos like this pop up, like last week, it was a tenant trashed my property. I'm like, okay, that's on my to watch list. And then, and then this one, millionaire in 10 years, gonna yes. watch that. So you're right. That's the title that gets you to watch the video. What I really like about Graham's story and, and his investing that way, <clears throat> and this is what I'm hoping people take away from all of our content. Graham started out as a real estate agent and his income was inconsistent. Mm-hmm. nothing for six months then make 60,000 then nothing for a while whatever his story was so he got some rentals to have consistent income so he could pursue being a real estate agent which ultimately turned into pursuing YouTube mm-hmm. and making way more money right mm-hmm. I don't want to be a real estate agent uh, to have that big income mm-hmm. I don't want YouTube to blow up I'm not looking to make a $500,000 subscriber channel and make a whole bunch of money on YouTube I'm trying to share how to reach financial freedom with people and if that's 200 subscribers or 10,000 or 20 or whatever that's great I'm not trying to grow it my goal was financial freedom so I could do whatever I wanted what he wanted was massive success in some field real estate YouTube whatever it was going to be that was Graham's path for me it was I want to travel I want to live however I want I want to not have to look at price tags I want to be able to help friends and family when I can. And for me, that came from what Graham did. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm going to get a couple of rentals to have consistent income so I can pursue those dreams. I just took that portion and ignored the rest. Mm -hmm. I got a couple of rentals for consistent income and then a couple of rentals for financial freedom and then a couple of rentals to pad it so that I'll never have to go back to work. And that was the strategy. So when I watch his videos, that's what I'm looking for. Those things that helped him do that. Yeah. Uh, Matt, what did you think when we, he kind of talked about, uh, you know, make more money? Yes. I think it's, it's, uh, you know, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Like I have, I'm broken. I get it. Like, you know, and I don't post this because that's hustle porn and I hate that stuff. But Gary V's life is a lot like mine Mm. up early bed to late. Uh, but I spent a lot of time with my kids when they're awake, but it's very segmented. It's kind of like 
my kids get a couple hours after I leave work. My wife gets a couple hours after the kids go to bed. Then she goes to bed. And then it's me time, which right. is three or four more hours of work. Wow. Right. And I love that. And it's just, I, it, that's why getting rid of this other job is going to be very interesting because it's going to be a massive void. And I don't fill things well like Dion. Dion's really good at it. He yeah. finds slides <laughs> and he's going to go to Thailand and he tries out new wetsuits. Like these are all things that are not a thing for me. Yeah. And so that's going to be my most interesting transition. But I love what Grant was talking about there because when I was doing sports cards and I was doing mowing lawns and I was doing, I was doing everything I could possibly do to find something that I love that I could also make a living at. Mm. And then when I got into sales, I was like, wow, I'm actually kind of good at this too. Mm. And then I was like, but look at what the upside is. Yeah, Look at that accelerator money. Whoa. You can make a lot of money being a really good sales guy, spending time and forming relationships with people and fixing their expensive business problems. Yeah. What's amazing now is that, 13, 14, 15, 18 year old kids. Yeah. Do you realize how many YouTube channels out there that want video editors that mm. want social media managers? Like I was talking to an agent who had just gotten her license in the last year. And I said, so what's your plan out of the market's going to go to poopo. Yeah. She's like, I don't know. So she's like, I got a job at a bagel shop. I go wrong, <laughs> wrong. Job at the bagel shop's fine if that's just like to pay your immediate bills. But I've seen your, I've, you got to be a rental agent. You're amazing at social media, blah, 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 blah. Right. And we talked about it and she's like, and, and flipping, I'm a, I'm a yard sale weirdo. I make great money, but I still love taking my kids to teach them the lessons. I said, you should be flipping product. There's three or four things, you know, a ton about shoes, purses, blah, blah, blah. Start buying those things or reselling them. She made 600 bucks last week buying and selling purses and some other clothes. Tchotchkes. Ch Tchotchke yeah. bullshit. Yeah, so that you know did, nothing about. Yeah. Not nothing. Not my, not my, not my jam. Not, not my jam at all. Yeah. So I love when he says, yeah, you got to go out there and make more money because it's not a mistake. Yeah. You know, it's not a mistake. It's not a mistake that people that get to where Graham got to, it's not a mistake. It yeah. was very deliberate. It was very on purpose. And it was absolutely any cute way you want to say it. He was still selling time, yeah. but it was time with an upside and time with the opportunity for growth where yeah. you can eventually fall into Dion's camp and get real lazy and make it yeah. look good. Yeah. And then the, kind of wrapping up this episode, kind of cherry on top of our experience in Graham's video. Uh, again, Graham got there via buy and hold. Uh, I don't think he ever kind of referenced that, but that's how you do it. You've got to hold. <laughs> there's the pink panther in the background again he was a buy and hold right you get you grow a net worth by holding assets yes. right he wasn't wholesaling he wasn't flipping nope. he wasn't he wasn't doing any of those things and again um i wasn't sure of this but i'm glad he said it he was a millionaire before he really started youtube which i really admire right live below your means hustle work hard he was in his 20s he made it happen it was awesome obviously my story uh, of exponential growth was recycling capital could could we have gotten there you know to, you know the dion way absolutely for us yeah. it just it would have been longer right recycling capital for our experience was like a turbocharger or, or a couple of turbochargers and uh it didn't stop in a million uh it was it was really that thing that was i didn't really get that in in um in graham's story but if you're in a position and you're using an asset like real estate, which is indexed for inflation, mortgage pay down, all of this, you will have an option. You don't have to take it, 
Mm-hmm. But you will have an option to recycle capital around year five, year six, year seven. And if you do it successfully, woo, watch out. Matt, I know you recycled capital. We'll go to you first. Uh, yes, I loved it. And again, I think the real key was, Dean and I talk about this all the time. He didn't want yeah. a bunch of units. And I get that. Sorry, Dion, I'm taking your steam, but but I get it. He didn't want that. And so for me, I was just like, entrepreneur, grow big, go, grow big, yeah. that's big, big. And it's like, it's a little bit of Grant Cardone, mm. you know, smaller properties, but a little bit of Grant Cardone and fewer unit count. Mm. But that's kind of the idea is grow, grow, because now, and I don't know, maybe all four of my kids or my third, my three and the fourth that we'll eventually have, maybe they have no interest in having anything to do with what I've built. Mm -hmm. And then in that case, I call somebody up and go, whole portfolio is for sale. What's the number? And then we just take that number. And when you're, when you're bigger, it's a lot easier to do that because then you can get bigger kind of investor money. So I love that you put that in there much like you, he should have said buy box. He should have said four, three, two, one strategy because he was talking about house hacking duplexes, tries and quads. And nobody can put that plan together faster than me. And I do it with 25-year-old kids. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, I love that he talked about that. I think it, honestly, as corny as it sounds, I kind of fell back in love with Graham a little bit. Nah, there you go. I watched the video and I just was like, this is the guy I love. Like, this is like, forget about a $500 Taurus saving in New York thing. Like Dion was saying, I, I don't care. And I don't think, and quite frankly, I don't want kids to care about that. Mm. I, I really want people to care about the fundamentals. He breaks it down so beautifully. And exactly how he breaks that down is just pure, unabashed gold. Because you can qualify like Dion talked about, like you talked about, like I talked about, three different paths with what he laid out. And you can take any of the paths that he laid out and then even diversify or, or get away from some of that. But the idea that it's a 10-year journey just that this is vintage Graham. I literally wrote that on his channel in the comments because I thought it was awesome. I thought it was just perfect vintage Graham Stephan. Very cool. And Dion, what did you think wrapping it up? I agree. I think the reason why none of us are telling people don't watch Graham, like there are some channels where we say, look, if you're watching fear porn, crash porn, you're setting yourself up for failure and you're going to miss deals because you think it's okay to sit and do nothing. Like yeah. that's something we say. The reason that I will watch Graham is Mike, you nailed it. He was successful before YouTube and the way he was successful is repeatable. Yeah. I don't think I watch any content on YouTube thinking they're famous on YouTube. I'm going to repeat that. Mm. I think one rental at a time, I can do that. That can make, it can buy your freedom, mm-hmm. right? Your lumberjack, your product review stuff. I can watch that because those are things that can better my rentals and better my cash flow and better my return. But if you see a guru on on anything, on, on, on a class, on YouTube, and the way they make their money is from their course, mm. that's not something I want to be interested in. Yeah. But if they make money from their course and I'm learning something that got them famous before YouTube or their course, then that's what this video was for Graham. It was going back to, yeah. here's how I did it if you take YouTube out of it. Yeah. So for me, kind of wrapping up this video, first and foremost, loved every bit of it. It kind of reminded me of OG Graham. Uh, and I've actually tried to communicate this to Graham in many different mediums. Um, we are heading into what arguably could be a recession very much like when he started. I think 2023 will probably be the worst 
economic year at a macro level that I've ever experienced. And obviously Graham is younger than me. So if that, if true, it has to be the worst one for him. Yes. I think the, I think Gen Z millennials, uh, you know, Gen X, I think more, I think the YouTube universe would be more well served if Graham took the the time maybe each week or two a week to just talk about how we started yes. starting in a recession yes feels hard but is amazing yes even meet kevin talked about it in one of his videos yesterday which we'll talk about him next starting in a like starting a a a job or a a a company in a recession it's amazing right warren buffett has told us all this and uh, grant, grant cardone started in i mean it's just i think the world would be better if graham reminded that the Graham Stephan we see today started in a recession. And then it anchors on a couple of things, live below your means, buy and hold. Uh, but the last thing besides saying buy box uh, that I believe anybody who wants to be a millionaire in 10 years has to do is the four, three, two, one strategy. It's my biggest regret. I should have done that at 20. Uh, you know, and, and I've now come, because again, I get a lot of people to hear me say four, three, two, one, and they go, I don't have four plexes in my area. To which I now say, if we're really having this conversation, move. Move. I did. I did. I moved. Move. I did. I moved. Right. Now, again, yeah, if, if this is what this, this is the journey you want, you're 21, you don't have all these extra things, uh, a husband, a wife, kids, and, and they're like, if you're single and we're having this conversation, I'm going to just tell you to move. Move. There are fourplexes all over the country. Right. Find a place that has them, move. I, I moved Mar I moved an hour away. I, I moved a different market that was an hour away to get the assets in the market that I wanted that showed the return that I needed. I moved. I moved. And I and I'm not saying that you have to move, but shut up. Move. Yeah. Like yeah. you have that much your time. Stop the excuses. Do you do you want to look back at 45 years old like me, still be working, but able to not have to work? Because I can leave any day. And I, I am grateful because I look at my journey and we're, did I make mistakes? Sure. But I literally have zero regret. I have no regret. I made mistakes, but I don't regret. Those things were all necessary for me to get to where I got to. Yeah. You, you're not going to have a cushy ride. Bad things are going to happen. Mistakes are going to happen. You know, uh, inspections are going to be failed. All that stuff happens. But I yeah. look at it and I say, you know what, but it was all necessary to get me where I was. And so I don't regret it. I, I'm glad I moved. I'm glad I, I saw it and I just said, the, I have to move. I got to move. That's the only way that I can do this because I don't want to be an hour away. I got to move. Yeah. And I did. So, Dion, where can people find you? Right here on YouTube, Dion Talk Financial Freedom. And once a month, the Facebook group Tacoma FI meets, and that's tonight. Um, we're going to be in Tacoma at the Harmon at Very 6 o'clock. Cool. Very cool. And Matt, where can people find you? Lumberjack Landlord on Instagram, YouTube, and live streams for 90 minutes on Sundays starting at 1130 a.m. Eastern Time. Awesome. Thank you, guys.